Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is Brett Sowers and I am up here at the Top Shop tonight. It is Thursday, August 15th. That means that I'm 15 days into my 31 day challenge. No processed foods, no additional sugars, extra protein, no milk, nothing. Just straight clean dieting all August long. Feeling good, thinking good, waking up with a lot of energy and trying to pull as many people in as I possibly can. Britt fell off. She already hit a little chocolate the other day. She went on a run, polished the run off with a little chocolate. Don't want to throw her under the bus. Blake, Blake has hit Perkins. Blake has hit Qdoba. Blake has hit several other things. So, so far I'm standing tall. Dizzard, have you cheated? Yeah. Oh, it sounds like old Dizzard. What did you hit? What did you hit? Let me hear it. About that. Continue with your okay, so we've got a few people that fell off of the old 31-day challenge, but I'm going strong. Um, a couple other people I know who are doing it, they did fall off as well, and I'm sure a few other people who said that they well, were technically hitting Technically, you did too, because you microwaved your meals. Oh! No, no, oh, no, oh busted. No, no such wrong, thing. I am as dialed in as one could possibly be right now. Just took a picture of a while of a 15-day transformation. Abs are back. Ladies and gentlemen, abs are back. 33 years old, still cranking, old man cranking. But again, today is turf talk, so today we're not talking about me. We're trying to talk about you guys, but I will tell you a few personal stories of bad examples of an athlete, something that you guys won't want to follow. Now, let me just get right into that so I don't waste anybody's time tonight. Now, first of all, I thank you guys for tuning in. If you don't know who I am, my name is Brett Summers. I'm a strength and conditioning coach. I've owned and operated top-line strength and conditioning training gym in Glendale, Wisconsin since 2008. Uh, got a video coming out in the next couple of days about my first few thousand uh, days in business and what my thoughts were on that, some of the takeaways I had. So I think that'll be cool for anybody who wants to get into business. Uh, but tonight, I'm going to be breaking down a couple of examples of poor teammate, of a poor leader, and just a poor athlete in general. Now, to preface that, growing up, I may not have had the best example of how to treat other teammates, of how to carry yourself within a team, and how you should relate to some of your coaches and other people in authority. Okay, I kind of grew up with the you know, kind of being taught that it's okay to be, you gotta be different than everybody else, which I love, right? Because now it's a double-edged sword. I never want to be like anybody else. But I was also kind of taught that you don't ever want to be like anybody else and you always gotta appear better than everybody else. And that means that you have to separate yourselves from everybody. Instead of helping them come with you, you just have to be set apart. You have to be better than everybody. They're just not with you. Now that's just not a good thing to do, okay? So I always dress different. I was in like third grade and I'm at football practice and my cleats are spatted. I've got a pro football helmet. I've got Don Mikowski, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, who is a family friend. I've got his wristbands on. Um, I'm just trying to be different than everybody else. I gotta be the first one done with everything. Anybody who's doing okay, I'm supposed to blaze right past them, not encourage them. Just a terrible example of a teammate and I don't want anyone to be like that, okay? So, a couple examples of, of that would be, again, always having to look different on the, fo on, the, on the football field. I always had to be spatted, I always had to have eye black, I always had to have the Deion Sanders bandana. I mean, we're talking like fourth or fifth grade. Can you picture that, Blake? 
You know the kid out there? Now, did I back it up with a little bit of talent? Sure. But at the same time, I was limiting myself and what my potential could be because I was more focused on how things looked and how they appeared and what others' perception would be of me than I was actually about learning the game and building the relationships with my teammates. I was more worried about the look. Now, Blake, I don't know about you, but I've seen some guys that I know who didn't put in much work this offseason. They had the opportunity to, but I've seen some of the... I've seen some of the pictures with the football gloves this week, and they're down, and the eye black, but no push-ups, no sit-ups, didn't show up, didn't put any work. I've seen it. I was a little bit of that. I looked like I was ready, but I wasn't actually ready for the game, okay? So not only was I not mentally prepared for the game, physically prepared for the game, but I was more worried about how other people would think that I looked out there. That's not going to exactly make you the greatest athlete in the world. So, you know, even down to another example in baseball, I, I was telling the guys about this earlier, you know, I had to wear my earrings, diamond earrings, during the baseball game just so I looked good. I don't know how many guys out there are thinking about the jewelry and the change. You'd say a lot of the guys are worried about the drip, right? I was wearing the drip before it was drip. A couple of, you know, it was ice at the time. So it was ice, you know, ice styles, crosses, earrings, you know, fall, but only falls guys are always a little gangster. So I'm, I'm wearing the earrings at one of our fall ball baseball games. Umpire's, umpire's been, you know, kind of ragging on me, getting my ear about it. I'm a catcher, so I'm with him. He's like, dude, take your earrings out, take your earrings out. Um, got to a point in the, in the doubleheader where I'm, I'm crushing the ball, I'm raking, I'm, I'm doing what I need to do at the plate, and the umpire doesn't like uh, doesn't, you know, probably like me too much. So he gives me a couple of terrible calls. Me and him go back and forth a little bit. We're chewing each other out here and there. Next inning, he says, if you don't get the earrings out, you're out of here. At which point, I lost it. I lost my cool. I went off on the guy. I may have let out a couple of cuss words and maybe, you know, kicked a little dirt and eventually got booed off of the field by our own fans from Nami Falls. So it wasn't my... It wasn't my biggest shining moment as an athlete. And just another one I look back, I just shake my head. I shake my head at the way that I treated teammates. I shake my head at the way that I um, talked to coaches and umpires. I shake my head at the way that I dressed and thought that I needed to be different than everyone on the team. I shake my head at the way that I thought that everything revolved around the way that I showed up and the way that, that when I wanted to come and when I, what I wanted to practice or what I wanted to work on, I'm ashamed of all of those things. And it took for me to go to, from high school to the division one level to where I finally got humbled and to where I finally fell in. And what I really wanted to do is I actually wanted to blend in, so to speak, so that I could learn the system and earn my keep and put in work and start to strength train, start to eat and start to uh, build a relationship with the coaches and be mentally prepared and read books. And I wish, I just wish looking back, I would have had someone like me now, who my goal is always to coach people to do the exact opposite of some of the things that I did when I was really young and start to do some of the things I not only did in college sports, but then did now in business. So again, just to recap that, make sure that you're treating your teammates with respect. Make sure that you're treating your coaches and the umpires and the fans with respect. Make sure that if your team has a dress code, right? I watched on, uh, what was, what's the football show? Last Chance You? Mm -hmm. 
And the coach says, you tuck in your shirt. You tuck in your shirt. We're not going to be like them. You tuck that shirt in, otherwise you're not going to go in. If you have a coach like that, do it. Right? You'll have the Pete Carrolls and some of those coaches who let their team be a little bit more lax and play fast and loose and wear what they want. But don't worry about what you're wearing. You know what I mean? The dudes with the visors who didn't do no push-ups, no sit-ups, nothing. You, you guys are wearing the visors like you guys did something. You ain't got nothing. You don't need the visor. Take the visor off. Got the, they've got, you know the dude on the sidelines? We should make like a little image of this. There's the dude on the sideline. He's got the wristbands. He's got the gloves. He's got the visor. He's got the cleats bad up. Britt, do they have this in soccer? Do you have anybody on the sidelines? Yeah. got like all the gear. Oh, they yeah. got like the full soccer yep. get up on. And at the end of the game, not a breast stain on their jerseys. Not one rep in the game, but on the sideline. They got eye black pulled all the way down. We had a kid in Concordia back in the day. Me and my buddy Nick used to pick on him a little bit. Shouldn't have been picking on him. But dude came out, every dude full, full uni. Under Armour, you know, all the little mini wristbands. He was fully decked out. He, but he was worried about the way he looked, right? Now this goes, this is a, this is a life lesson because sports teaches you a lot about life. In life, if you're worried about your perception of others, you're going to be worried about the car that you drive. The, you're going to be worried about the house that you have. Sometimes you're going to spend more money on things just because of what someone else might think, and you might not even care about it. It might not even be important to you, but you'll spend the time and the energy and stress about it and worry about it, and that's what happens with athletes. When all the while, all you had to do is worry about the practice, learn the game plan, uh, go take, I wish I would have done things like taking, I started doing it in college. I would go out to lunch with the pitchers, I'm the catcher. I'd go out to lunch with my pitcher. I'd take him out to lunch. We'd eat. We'd talk about the game plan. We'd talk about what was working during the week in our bullpens. Our relationships were a billion times better. And I had guys like Alex Compter and Trent Duckett, some of these guys that I was playing with, great guys. We had great relationships. So I know if the two seams running right, we can run with it. I know if the curves run right, we can run with it. But I had the relationship. I wish I would have just spent time getting to know the third string or fourth string backup. I text Quentin Redding the other day and I just said, hey man, make sure that you're always encouraging all the guys underneath you, the, the second and third and fourth string guys, because you're the leader. You're the dude that put in the work. They look up to you. So make sure you just take a minute just to do that. And the only reason I send that message out rather than, hey, ball out, you're gonna ball out, I know he'll ball out. But I want him to bring the other guys with him. And that's what I try and do in the business. You guys could probably attest that I want to see you guys succeed. So here's what you should do. So I'm always trying to tell people how to be better than me and avoid all the stupid, dumb, idiotic mistakes that I made. And they got me into trouble. They built me up a reputation. And that reputation from a very young 8th, 7th, 8th grade preceded me into high school in politics at Menominee Falls, which is known for their politics. So hopefully they watch this and, and know about it. And sometimes you guys at the falls put me on the defensive to where I had to keep that swagger just to be able to keep this, the skin thick enough to be able to put up with you. I'd, I'd get railed on after games because I had an afro. I'd get railed on because I had a pager. Pagers were dope. If you had a pager, you were cool. But why was the coach worried about that? Why didn't the coach pull me aside and talk to me about it? I'll never know those things, but I was young. I didn't really know what I was doing yet. I hadn't grown up. I hadn't matured. And any kid that comes in here, any kid that's watching this or any parent, if you bring your child in here, and I know they might be 15, 16, 17, I know they might 
have some BO and they might, you know, be getting a little bit older, but they're still a kid. They're still a child. Their brain is not fully developed yet. So when you get around here, like guys like Blake and, and people like Britt who have played athletics at a high level and myself, we're going to try and teach them things that other coaches aren't worried about. I think that's one of the big things we do here that's different is we're going to take your kid and we're not just going to work on the skills and Blake's not just going to work on their three-step drop. He's not just going to work on how they can do the, the read option. He's not going to worry about just those types of things, even though they're important. Blake's going to go talk to those kids about their desire, their passion, about how that kid can take their game from just being I show up in practice to this is something I value and that this is something that I'm going to put my heart and soul into because it's something I need and I want and I, and I desire. So it's a deeper than a game. I feel like Britt, she was a soccer player, so passionate that it took her from having knee injuries, multiple, one after another, and she kept coming back because it was something that's inside her. It's, the fire's still inside her. She looks like she's ready to get a couple of touches in on the ball right now she's back there. Oh, we yeah. gotta pry her away from things sometimes because she wants to do it so bad. But that's the passion that I, I think I should have been pushed to that. Passion doesn't have to be ego. Passion doesn't have to come across as um, better than. It can be us, it can be we. We can be good as a team. I can still excel. You, your kid, your son or daughter can still excel and be looked at as someone who is maybe on a higher level as an athlete, but what's really gonna get them that recruitment, what's really gonna get them that scholarship or attention is if they actually care about their, their relationships with their teammates, they, they, they actually shake hands with the other team at the end of the game, they show good team, you know, sportsmanship and team camaraderie, they communicate with their coach. And anytime you tune into this show, we're not always gonna be talking about me. We're gonna have other athletes on here. I hope everyone knows that. We're gonna be talking to people in all sorts of different sports. But no matter what, when they tune into the show, I want you guys to realize that sports is not just about the game. Sports is not just about the ball and the X's and the O's. Sports is about who you are as a person. Who you are as a person is gonna dictate a lot. We've seen that now in the public. Antonio Brown, and I don't really like to talk about other people. I don't like to throw other people under the bus too hard, but Antonio Brown is kind of like at the point where it's like, dude, no matter how talented you are, T.O. got to that point. They didn't want to touch him anymore. He could play a couple more years. Is there anybody in soccer who is like that? Oh, or are soccer good. people all pretty on point? No, they're not on point. No egos in soccer? No. Oh, Hope Solo. Hope Solo's a little out there? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't speak too much about it, but we all know that person that's taking their own stuff to a new level. And people don't like that. Why do people, people hate on Tom Brady, but, but people know that he's there. He'll take the pay cut so he can win championships. Just put on somebody's Instagram. Get in your, get your playbook, Betty. That's what you count. Get, get in your playbook? <laughs> oh, did he? See? <laughs> See, I like that. I like that. Tom Brady, the greatest of all time. They make their teammates better. They make the people around them better. LeBron's, LeBron did it. Kobe did it. Jordan did it. You know, greatness. Gretzky did it. They all did it. So the moral of, this, of all these stories is not that I'm the worst person in the world. The moral of the story is, had I been thinking the way I do now, and I treat business as my new sport. I love business. I love serving people and serving people. We were talking about that today as a staff about how much we want to do for customers, every single person. I want them to 
pay a hundred and get a million dollars worth of value. That is like the main goal. And what if my thinking was like that in sports? Instead of my stat line, oh, I need to go three for four and I need to throw every runner out who's trying to steal. I mean, what if my attitude was like, I want to go out and get my job done. I want to go out and make my teammates better. I want to go out and encourage guys that are, that are, that are struggling. I want to go you know, throw extra BP to that kid who threw me extra BP. You know, I used to do that with Mike Getz at UWL when I was first getting there. Mike Getz was a All-American. I think he had a 53-game hit streak. I'm a walk-on freshman. He's, he's a senior and getting looked at in the major leagues, eventually got drafted by the Brewers. And while everyone else was slacking, I was always in the gym. So he'd be like, Summers, will you come throw me BP? Summers, will you come throw me BP? I'd always go throw him BP. It didn't throw me much BP back. You know what I mean? It would have been cool if he would have just been like, why don't you take a few hacks? Why don't you, why don't you get a couple extra hits? And that would have meant a lot to me and probably put a lot of confidence in me. Um, but it's just one of those, one of those things, man. Be a, be a good person and you'll become a good athlete. Be a good person and you'll become a good teammate. Be a good person and you'll become a good woman or man. Just one of those things I thought would be important to kind of touch on tonight. Just, just again, I got to go based off of the things I've went through, just who, who I am. I can't just sit up here and talk about topics that don't get me excited at all. I can do one thing. It would be make sure no kid ever has the attitude that I did or ever thinks it's okay to have the attitude to where you, you can throw things around the dugout and have an attitude all the time. So that's all I got for today, ladies and gentlemen. How, how, long, how long did I go? 18, 18. Okay, we gotta get to 20 at least. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, if you have not signed, if you're watching this and you're an athlete, your kid's an athlete, you have to come train here. Spin the camera just real quick. Can you spin it or will it mess it all up? I think I might mess it up. We're gonna throw some B-roll over the top of this just for a second. This place is built for athletes. I started this when I was 22. At 22, I had really, already realized that I was a complete idiot growing up. And the only thing I wanted to do from the time I finished college and didn't hit my dream of becoming a professional baseball player is help someone else become a pro and help someone else get better and help someone else become a better man or woman. Since 2008, I have personally have coached, just personally, I've coached thousands and thousands and thousands of people personally, helping them get better, building relationships with people, and I would love your son or daughter to be a part of what we're doing here, because now it's not just me. Now it's Blake, and he wants to take over the football world, and Britt wants to take over the soccer world, and Diz wants to take over the WWE, and we've got all sorts of other different people that want to come in here and be a part of this to help add value to other people's life. The community is crazy, it's awesome, great people here, and I think your son or daughter would love being a part of it. So we have hit 20 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. We have hit 20 minutes. Is it 20? What have, what have we got? Uh, 30 seconds. 30 seconds. I can keep it going. If you haven't signed up for the Top Line Bootcamp, if you're a parent, right? Let's say you drop your kid off to get some sports training. Maybe you need to get in shape. We've also helped people lose 200 pounds, 100 pounds, 80 pounds, 60 pounds, 40 pounds. It doesn't matter. We've helped people since this first started in 2009. She lost 200 pounds. Get in the best shape of their life. So if you just need to live a healthier life, be around supportive people, people who care about you, people who will send you a text message if you've been out for a while, if you've uh, had some family troubles or are stressed out, this is the place to do it. You can't fake kindness. You either got it or you don't have it. You can spot a fake from a mile away. But it is what time tonight? It's 9.14, ladies and gentlemen. Thursday night, I promise to guys
Thursday, an awesome weekend, or no matter when you're watching this video, it could be 2030 for all I know, and they could have me at the retirement home across the street. In any event, get in here. I'm sure we'll still be rolling. Hope you guys have an awesome day. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy the show. Turf Talk is over.